Welcome to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. We're here at 21st in Florida. I'm Global Val. Thanks for joining us today. It's January 22nd, 2016. And uh, to open up the program, I believe Blood, our friend Bloodflower is up there with the... What, what's the name of that uh, instrument? Uh, it's called a melodica. A melodica. All right. It sounds exotic, huh? <laughs> it, the melodica does sound exotica, I yes. I thought it was a good day, a good, a good muggy day for a melodica. Nice. Well, we appreciate you coming in to play. And, uh, oh, that goes uh, 
The same for me. Thank you all for having me, you know. Right, hey, you got it. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Very cool. I have a poem. Hey, Val. Hey, everybody. We should have an interesting show coming up uh, today. We're waiting for Angelica Rodriguez, who's the new director of the uh, of the exhibit area. This is the second floor of the Mission Cultural Center for the for the uh, for, for the Latino Arts, and they have an amazing show. We I think we mentioned it last week. And I went, uh, the next day was their grand opening, and it's called We Didn't Cross the Border, The Border Crossed Us. 
and it was a multitude of posters, pictures of various sorts. In fact, you can see a lot of it if you go to the Facebook page, uh, Mission uh, Cultural Center, uh, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. She should be coming in here. She said, oh, here's, uh, here, here he is. People are gathering. There'll be, be dog bar. And people are And then at, at, uh, at four, uh, four, we have the uh, Hillary, Hillary Rodin, Rodin, uh, perhaps, who's uh, running for supervisor. We had, uh, we had uh, Edwin, uh, Edwin, uh, the last week. Edwin Lindo. Lindo last who, week. Who grew up here in uh, Bernal Hill. And you know, she'll Heights. be coming in this week. Right. And so they're so, both running for supervisor at District 9 running this as year. progressives, so we're trying to figure out how. We do have... Uh, uh, we do have uh, preferential voting where you can vote one, two, three, and that's probably what, hopefully, what people will do, and we'll see how it all works out. When we get on the oh, here's Richard, same page, but I want to read. Uh, and this was inspired by Bloodflower. Here's a poem by Hafiz from the 16th century, a Sufi poet, writing from the, uh, translated from the Farsi. Translated, in fact, by the, for the great Minnesota poet, uh, Robert Bly. Reciting the opening chapter. And hey, this be the opening chapter. How marvelous the music of the, that musician is who calls up love. The tunes he strikes up in different modes all go to a different place. I hope the world Will never be, de be, de be de will never be deprived of the cries of lovers. When they cry out, their harmonies stretch out into eternity. Our teacher, who gobbles down the better stuff, has neither aristocracy nor gold, but he has a sweet God of mercy who covers up our faults. Give honor to my heart. Because when it is carried off by the wind, wind of passion, yeah. hear that? Carry, carried off by the wind of passion, then this house fly in love. Hey, Richard, come on in. Who, who uh, uh, give honor to my heart, because when it was carried off by the wind of passion, then this house fly in love with sugar. This house fly in love with sugar. Took on the majesty, the majesty of the Huma bird. When the king has a beggarly dervish in his neighborhood, beggarly dervish, that's who we be, in his neighborhood, it is well within the scope of royal justice if the king asks how it is with that beggar. I brought my bloody tears to my doctor. He said, these symptoms all associate with love problems. Burning and better medicine are indicated. Don't allow the flirty side glances of beauties to teach you injustice. We know that in the religion of love, each act returns with its own consequences. A beautiful, Christian boy who adored wine spoke these sweet words, he said, let's toast the man or woman whose face we see purity and joy. 
I said to King Cosmo, I say to King Cairo, Hafiz is sitting in your court and reciting the opening chapter of the Quran. In return, he asks for a prayer from you. And that'd be Hafiz, inspired, Hafiz from the 16th century, inspired and reinvited and reinvigorated and say welcome brothers and sisters to another to another edition of the common thread collective we're going to find that common thread we're going to let life flourish and of course we say what don't panic keep it what organic organic i say thanks a lot hey val do i have something to take it away Here's some songs from La Mission.
And that was songs from La, songs from La Mission. And that was a song called Be Thankful, a remix featuring Andy Allo, or Ayo. Um, this is a, a CD produced by Greg Landau um, and arranged by Camila Landau. And I actually know uh, Camila's mom, Valerie Landau. I went to Cuba with her. Um, her her father um, was one of the, the was the first uh, um, journalist, American journalist, to interview Fidel Castro. That's Sal Landau. Sal Landau, and he he passed just a couple of years, maybe last year actually. I was at his uh, memorial. At, uh, I was at his memorial, and Greg Landau teaches a course, a couple of courses that I've, uh, I took at City College, at City, in this city, on the, on the planet, in the street, that's him. And Greg Landau was teaching, I don't know if he still is, a course, two cor- courses at City College, I know, that I took. One was about the mural, around the mural, the Diego Romero, the, the Diego... Uh, R- Rivera? R- Rivera, thank you. Rivera mural at City College, there at the D- Diego Rivera Theater, and uh, used that as a springing place to talk about uh, Mexican art and Mexican history and Mexican politics in the context of the whole world. And then he teaches a course in South American art, which has also took... Greg Lando is also a producer. This is one of the many things he's produced... Uh, uh, here in San Francisco, and he's out there in the cutting edge, and many of the great, uh, the great musicians, uh, punk uh, like La, pa, La Plebe and so on, uh, uh, he's produced. So anyway, uh, and there he was. Now I wonder if you could play. Richard's just come in. Yeah. I got us Richard because he brought a CD in. He did. He brought a couple. And uh, this is good because we're not uh, the internet is not easily accessible to us as it was. All right, only mildly, only uh, uh, not mildly accessible. Mildly accessible. <laughs> not fully accessible. But we're, we'll be fine. From time to time, since we do have comedy night. In fact, there's going to be a special comedy f- festival coming up here, isn't there? Yeah, in uh, in March, there's going to be a week of of uh, I think there's 25 shows in five days. Um, it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. There's going to be um, local, lots of local, but also um, comedians from around the country and uh, a couple people from other countries. So it's uh, it's an international thing going on here at Mutiny Radio. So you should go and uh, check it out on our website, mutinyradio.fm, um, and uh, there's tickets you can get. There's day passes and shows and individual shows and, and full festival tickets, too. Um, and if you come, you have a good time and you'll be supporting local free speech community radio. So we're uh, going to play some uh, Lord Buckley. Yeah, let me let me do a little intro. Please do. Because it's probably before the time of most anybody anybody listening. It's of a bygone. Uh, uh, almost, bygone. We're going back to the 30s, 40s, but he continued. If you go to... Uh, you go to uh, YouTube, uh, go Lord Buckley, and you can find him. Lord Buckley was one of the first. Re- we're not talking about these fake hipsters of today, Valencia, fake hipsters. Fake, I don't want to go. I, I'd uh, proceed no farther. But one of the first real hipsters was called Lord. called himself and was called Lord Buckley. He's a white guy, but when you hear him, you wouldn't know that. He's a Jewish guy. But when you hear him, you wouldn't know that. He was between sets at the great jazz conference, the concerts going back to the 30s and 40s, first in the tuxedo, and then not. he would get up and do everything in bop talk. And, and do everything in bop talk. That was his shtick. That's Jewish. That was his shtick. And some of the things he did was things like his take on Jesus as a real leader, as a real revolutionary teacher called the Naz. 
another one, he would do other things he would do, but he, his take on Shakespeare, to be, as, uh, to be or not to be, he did it as, uh, on Bob Talk. But one of the others we're going to play right now as a rather, certainly not a fake hipster, but a, a real hipster. I'm talking about Harpo Marco Harpo, who's going to be getting up there and about to blow. <laughs> That's right. Marco, Marco, Marco Harpo is going to be coming up in hipster. a couple minutes. But he gets ready. He gets with his, his harmonica. Whatever he, does, whatever he puts, we're going to bring out to do whatever he wants to do. We're going to play a stick, thanks to Richard. In a few minutes, Marco. <laughs> in a few minutes. We've got time. We're, we're, let me, let me, uh, we're lining it up here. We're going to play some Lord Buckley in a second. But here be Lord Buckley and his take on Gandhi. This is when he was doing his thing. Gandhi, this is before the British Empire was still waiting to fall. And one of the people using nonviolent means who pushed it down was Mahatma Gandhi. And this is Lord Buckley's take on Gandhi. It's called The Hip Gone. Take it away, Val. Take it Hip away, stars, Lord Buckley. Flip stars and finger popping. That is, knock me your lobes. I came to lay Caesar out, not to hip you to him. The bad jazz that a cat blows wails long after he's cut out. The groovy is often stashed with their frames. So don't put Caesar down. The swinging Brutus hath laid a story on you that Caesar was hungry for power. If it were so, it was a sad drag. And sadly hath the Caesar cat answered it. Here, with a pass from Brutus and the other brass, for Brutus is a worthy stud. Yea, so are they all worthy studs, though their stallions never sleep. I came to wail at Caesar's wake. He was my buddy, and he leveled with me. Yet Brutus deems that he has eyes for power, and Brutus is his solid cat, it is true he hath returned with many freaks in chains, brought them home to Rome. Yea, the looty was booty, and hip the treasury well. Dost thou dig that this was Caesar's groove for the push? When the cats with the empty kicks hath copped out. Yea, Caesar hath copped out too and cried of a storm to be a world grabber a stiffer riff must be blown without dread a stud can't even rule an anthill yet Brutus was swinging for the moon and yea Brutus is a worthy stud and all you cats were gassed on the lupercar when he came on like a king freak three times I lay the kingly wig on him, and thrice did he put it down. Was this the move of a greedy hipster? Yet Brutus said he dug the lick, and yes, a hippocat has never blown. Some claim that Brutus's story was a gag, 
But I dug the story was solid. I came here to blow. Now stay cool while I blow. You all dug him once because you were hipped that he was solid. How can you now come on so square now that he is tapped out of this world? City Hall is flipped and swung to a drunken zoo. And all of you cats are goofed to Wig City. Dig me hard. My ticker is in the coffin there with Caesar. And yea, I must stay cool till it flippeth back to me. Is that it? Hey. Well, that was, to swing! Uh, I think it was a uh, it was kind of a relocation of this uh, hit. We're going to try it for the hip gone, but meanwhile, hey, Marco, Harpo, Marco, are you ready? And I dig all you cats out there whipping and wailing and jumping up and down and sucking up that fine Marco. juice and patting each other on the back and telling each other who the greatest cat in the world is. Mr. Malenkoff, Mr. Dallenkoff, Mr. Eisenhorn, Woos and Weez and Wise and Woozer, and Mr. Woodhill and Mr. Beechill and Mr. Churchill and all them hills, they gonna get it straight. If they can't straighten it, they know a cat that knows a cat that's gonna get it straight. Well, I'm gonna put a cat on you was the sweetest Gone as wailing as cat that ever stomped on this sweet swinging sphere. And they called this your cat the Naz. That was a cat's name. He was a carpenter kitty. Now the Naz was a kind of a cat that come on so wild and so sweet and so strong and so witted that when he laid it, Wham, it stayed there. Naturally, all the rest of the cat looked to see what he put him down. He said, man, look at that cat blow. Get Let the cat go there, man. Look at Get out the way. Let the cat go. He said, man, don't bug me. Get off my back. I'm trying to dig what the cat's seeing. Jack is cool. They're pushing the nest because they want to dig his lick. You see, dig his milk a lick. So the nest say, <laughs> wait a minute, babies. Tell you what I'm going to do. I ain't gonna take two for 680 cats, but I'm gonna take 12 of you studs and straighten you all at the same time. <laughs> you cats look like you pretty hip boys. You buddy with me. So the Naz and his buddies was goofing off down the boulevard one day, and they run into a little cat with a bent frame. So the Naz Look at this little cat with a bent frame, and he say, What's the matter with you, baby? And the little cat with the bent frame, he say, Well, my frame is bent, Naz. It's been bent for me in front. So the Naz look at the little cat with the bent frame, and he put the golden eyes of love on this here little kitty, and he looked right down into the windows of his soul, and he said to the little cat, He said, Straight! Cat went 
up straight in the now and everybody jumping up and down and say, look what the Nas put on that boy. You dug him before, dig him now. Yes, I can feel it. Now you see the Nas are coming on so strong and so fine and so great. Talking about when's he going to appear next? What did he do there? He put it down once for the cat. The cat dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down twice, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down the third time, the cat dug it. Wham! Walked away with his eyes bugging out here and there, bumping in there, everybody. Nas coming on so fine and so strong. They put it on his coattail. They want him to sign the autograph. They want him to do this gig here. They want him to do that gig there. They They want to make it the radio with the video and all that jazz. He can't make all that jazz. Like I explained to the Cassie Carpenter kid, he's got his own lake. But when he know he should show to blow and cannot go, because he got some strain on him, he sends a couple of these cats that he's taking. So came a little old 50 cent gig one day. And the Nas couldn't make it, so he put it on two of these cats. He said, boys, go straighten that, that little riff over there. Boys said, take it off your mind, Nas. We got it covered. So on the way over, the boys run into a little old 20-cent pool of water. And he gets right in the middle of the boat. And all of a sudden, blam, thunderstorm, lightning flashing, and thunder on. And the boat going up and down. And he pulled cats, thinking of a minute going to be the last. And one cat looked up, and here come the Nas. Cool as anyone you ever see, right across the water. Walking, and the Nas is a little boy on board. I think his name is Jude on board the boat. He say, "Hey Nas, can I make it out there with you?" Nas say, "Make it, Jude." And old Jude went stomping off that boat. Took about four steps, dropped his whole cotton. The Nas had to stash him back on board again. So the Nas look at these kiddies and he say, "What's the matter, you babies now?" I say, "What's going on here, boys?" I say, "What's taking place?" <laughs> said, what's all this fuss about here? What's going on? I said, man, I said, what's going on? I said, can't you see the storm storming and the lightning flashing and the thunder rolling? And the Nas say, I told you stay cool, didn't I, babies? Now the fame of the Nas is jumping. The great vine is shooting out sparks 40 feet long, and they're talking about what he said, how stood up to all these big bad cats and dug all that bad jazz and put him all down. And what he said he's going to do and where he's going to be and how he's going to be it, till the great vine is jumping so bad, there is now 16,000 of these studs and kiddies in the Naz's little hometown where the cat lived, looking to get straight. <laughs> the Nas, no, he can't straighten them all. There's too small a place to want to hang everybody up. Nobody can make it. So the Nas look out at these 16,000 studs and kiddies and they say to them, Come on, babies. Let's get on out down the road. And there went the Nas. Swinging away ahead of all these studs and kidders and 16,000, stomping up a big, oh, big swinging beat behind them. And our great necklace of love is supercharging and charging to them. And oh, it's brothers and brothers and sisters and sisters. And the Nas is stomping up.
got a sweet swinging beat going down the road and there's talking about how pretty the flowers, how pretty the hours, how pretty me, how pretty you, how pretty he, how pretty she. Nice had them pretty eyes. He wanted everybody to see through his eyes so they could see how pretty it was. And I have such a wailing gorgeous Mardi Gras time that before you know it, it was scoffing time and eat pole cats at 42 miles out of town. Ain't nobody got the first biscuit. Well, the Naz, look at these cats. And they say they're kicking the sand out there. The Naz say, You hungry, ain't you, babies? They say, Yeah, Naz. We digging you so hard at what you're putting down that <laughs> we didn't prepare, Naz. We goofed. Yes, that's what you call it. So the Naz say, well, uh, we gots to take it easier. We wouldn't want to go ahead and order up something you might not like, would we? And they say, no, Naz, you put it down and we'll pick it up. So the Naz stepped back a few paces and he say, oh, great swinging flowers. Stop singing the song of beauty And the nurse say Stamp upon the terror And they hit it And the nurse say Straighten your miracle of the body and the body went up And he says Straighten your arms And the arms went up And he said Higher And the arms went Higher And the nurse say Dig infinity And they dug it and when they did, wham! Well, thunder went through, and they look in the left hand, is a great big sweet, stuffed, smoked fish. And in the other, a big thick loaf of that gone crazy honey tasting non-stop sweet swinging southern bread. Why, these polecats flipped. Naz never did nothing simple. When he laid it, he laid it. Say, so when the saints, when the saints, marching in, go marching in, when the saints go marching in. Hallelujah! I wants to be in that number. The saints go marching in. Say, so when the saints, oh, when the saints, Marching in, where the said go march rubber bin. Hallelujah! I want to be in that number. The Zeds go marching, rubber digital group in. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, all of the pace. Not Everybody really out here was having a good time listening to Lord Buckley. We couldn't fight, quite find the track we were looking for for some reason, but it's been a day of, uh, of technical difficulties. That's okay. I think Mercury's in retrograde or something. Um, so anyhow, that's all right. It, we're having a good time. We might call it technical difficulties, but when you, when, when you look at it in a different way, just as people say they're going to go to a retreat and always say, well, uh, I call it a retreat. You call it a retreat. I call it an advance. You got to retreat to advance. Us a chance to listen to that amazing bit. Lord Buckley, 
What a genius. His take on the story of Jesus, the Naz. This goes back to the 30s and 40s when he was doing that. But it's as live today as it was back then. And the, the, this, well, his take is my take of teachers of Jesus, not so much as a son of God, but Jesus is a great teacher, a showman, a showman, a teacher, a bit of an exhibition, a person who stepped right up. And so, and so that's all saying, when the saints go marching in, marching in, I want to be of that number. Because that's what, uh, and this was the real hipster, Lord Buckley. And now we have a real hipster of today. I'm talking about who? Marco Harps. Marco Harps, I got it. Marco. Thanks, Always good Dave. to have you here. Now yeah. we're going live from the 30s to right here in the, in, the, in the now. Hey, take it away. Marco Harps. Thanks, Simon Dave. Oh, yeah, Lord Buckley, great. Well, wonderful kind. And then uh, Todd Rundgren took, took up the, the mantle, called one, called one of his albums the Naz in the 70s. Pretty interesting. Well, uh, Mark Knopfler did a song, Acoustic. I'm going to do a little, little snip of it. This is for you, Diamond Dave. Sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes it all falls together. Sometimes you're fooling in love. Some days you get diamonds. Some days you get dimes. Sometimes you ride or drive to work. Sometimes you walk. Sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes it all falls together. Sometimes you're fooling in love. Some days you get diamonds. Some days you get dimes. Sometimes you ride or drive to work. Sometimes you walk. That's a little bit of Mark Knopfler. Sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes, Sometimes you're the bug. You're the bug. I think you can relate. Uh, you're breathing uh, sentient being <laughs> to, to that concept. Well, here's a little something I wrote when uh, when the first bush was in our orifice. I've been writing new stanzas to it ever since. Unfortunately, I call it Uncle Scam about our rich. Goes a little bit like that. <laughs> Grateful Dead said red and white And them blue sweat shoes You can call my man Same old new U.S. blues I am Uncle Scamp I spell it S-C-A-M And I've been hiding now In the swamps of Vietnam And in the San Sudan I'll make you believe I killed him, Bin Laden. And like Nixon of old, I'll beg your pardon. I will blind your mind. You will believe I am kind. I will poison all your water. Your unborn sons and daughters. Steal your women's voices, rob all of your choices, then I'll take your taxes. That's exactly what the facts is. I am Uncle Scan. That's who the hell I am. And I just don't seem to give a good god jam. Well, 
genocide It's just suicide Uncle Scam can't hide For too long Eyes are open way too wide Yeah, and our love is much too strong Red and white Blue suede shoes You can call my man Same old new U.S. blue What's it gonna be Between his wife and me Hate of harmony Peace of insanity Friend or enemy I am Uncle Scam That's who the hell I am And I've been hiding out In your rock and soul band yeah marco harps i love that one that was a great version of it too uncle scam go for it brother it all fits in as 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 the first song you sang said it all fits in ups and downs in life here we be take it away marco harps been doing what do you got going on there brother uh, what do you got going on you want to hear something else? sure one more thing one more that was, let's, let's do that i do okay, uh, say, i uh, do you know why the broom was late for work why was the broom late for work 
He overswept. Oh, 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 that's a good one. Give us another. So there's three goals. They're lost. Uh, that, yeah. They're trying to find a way to... Yeah. They, want, they want to take some fresh grass. So they, three, they're following behind each other. Oh, you can't hear me? We didn't hear the sign. Yeah. Too loud. Too uh, no. much. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's just a... I know it's a little bit that that microphone's a little bit uh, touchy. Oh, yeah. So if you move well, it you know around how a Mike lot, is. I know, right? Mike's so touchy. A motherfucker. <laughs> so are some yeah. people. So yeah. So there's three moles. You want me to tell the first joke again? You must have heard that one. There's three moles. They're following each other. They're lost. They're underground. They're trying to get to up top. First mole says, "I know we're going to be all right. I smell fresh grass." Second mole says, "Yeah, I smell fresh seeds. I'm tired of chomping on these roots." Third mole says. Hell, I don't smell nothing but mole asses. <laughs> back, get to the back of the line, mole. Um, but yeah, so that I'm just trying to say that microphone is a little bit touchy when you move it around a lot. So if you, I know you, I know how you play into it, but if, you, if you've is got this it, one a little more. Uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see. I think it's, I think, it, I think it's a little bit better. There you go. How's that? Sounds great. Yeah. All right, here's uh, something in the key of fucking A. Uh, let's see, yeah, there it is. Let's see, A, B, C. I'll be playing a D and cross will be in D and in the key of D Busting rocks and serving our time. We've been working strong on this chain gang. The punishment does not fit the crime. We've been working long on this chain gang. Busting rocks and serving our time. We be working, working. We still got such a long way to climb. to protect us are the ones we're most afraid of prison guards who are paid to protect us are the ones we're most afraid of we've been working long on this chain gang busting rocks and deserving our time we be working working we still got such a long way to climb
Very cool, Marco. And you know, I think it's really appropriate too, considering the art on our walls right here. Now at Mutiny Radio, we've got this great art show up. Um, labor history is art is your history. Um, one of the DJs here at the station, the B, who has Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, um, he wrote uh, the the synopses, the little summaries of all of these labor heroes. And um, he he worked with uh, the visual artist Joe Sans Joss Sanchez, um, who did all these amazing black and white drawings um with the red names of all these labor heroes um so i i've been they actually have a little stack of cards called labor cards and i've been looking through them and getting really inspired and learning about some of these people who you never hear about in american history books or um you know and we've got people all over the walls here we've got joe hill we've got uh, mother jones we've got uh louisa moreno lucy parsons uh dolores suerta she is still with us she is um and uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool. On on Women's Magazine earlier today, I was talking a little bit about Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, um, who actually defended herself in a case where she was accused of uh, trying uh, and advocating the overthrow of the government by force, and she she acted as her own attorney. Um, but they threw her in jail because she was a communist, and um, she spent two years in jail at age 65. So, you know, big threats to uh, American capitalism, of course. Um, so come on down and check us out. Check out this this really cool show, this art show here at Mutiny Radio, uh, 21st in Florida here in San Francisco. Can I say one last yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, my father was a, was a, was a shop steward in a pipefitters union where I grew up in my hometown, Newark, New Jersey. And when I was eight years old, I was rolling out the mimeographs with him to... Uh, they, they said they couldn't trust anybody else to be treasurer. He didn't want nothing to do with it. So uh, he's working so hard just to feed his family. And uh, anyway, so so then so then uh, at the same time Kennedy was running for president, and so uh, uh, we were running off paragraphs of that. So when I was eight years old, during my paper route, I was putting those uh, all those uh, flyers up on the windshield. So I've been working since I was a little kid. My, my his father before him. Was a uh, was a longshoreman and uh and their mothers and my uh, my mothers and grandmothers were long suffering wives of, of laborers and laboring like crazy not getting paid so anyway uh solidarity forever goddamn thank you Marco Harps for bringing it into us, our, our own context of of our of today of our days of our uh, these generations that are represented here we've got many generations of the of the common thread collective and it keeps going and going doesn't it Dave? it keeps going and going and going that's for sure and uh well that's for going and uh, hey richard uh richard we got hillary roden is waiting outside she's completing a phone call she'll be right in so let's let her get on because she's being expected sure. at four yeah. o'clock yeah. Well, uh, Rich, well, let's let her finish her phone call. We've got Richard right here. Yeah, and we got Richard right here. Well, he's got a few things you want to read. Well, I could read one and then read Yeah, yeah let's yeah, do that. Of do course. that, right, Richard. Well, yeah. um, I'll read. The key around here. I'll Take read, it away, uh, Richard. I'll read Hippie Icon Jesus. Okay, that's a good since, one. Uh, since the NAS seemed to have come on on its own, uh, maybe that was trying to tell me something. Anyway, this is called Hippie Icon Jesus. Jesus gave us wine as a sacrament. He stumbles drunk onto the rock to give his sermon. When his followers told him what he'd preached, he didn't and couldn't remember. Something about, upon this rock I will build my church. Nope, Jesus couldn't remember it. That's how these gospels got written. Jesus couldn't do it. 
those who wrote this thought it was a, a metaphor for the world, but not. But it was really for this particular rock that he was referring to. That's why there's so very little written by Jesus, and therefore all us, all gospels are secondhand and should be suspect. Well, that's the story that's going around. Those missing years where Jesus became the hippie icon Jesus in search of what young men and God search for, uses many different sacramental drugs, had sex in every way he could, and with love and affection. Oh, he was blessed. He was immaculate. It all got confused later in those secondhand gospels. He checked the east, north, west, and south. He may have been the first medicine man who dispersed all the knowledge he had learned from the four directions. Earlier in time, he had gave native people in the Western Hemisphere drugs of enlightenment and healing and breathing, a spiritual sacred way to stay in touch with the spirits, animals, and all of Mother's children's, learning to live with the mother, not rape her. One does not abuse the one who feeds you, or at least that's what the medicine man named Jesus thought. He gave Caucasians wine, hoping to seduce them into tempering their sometimes overbearing and conquering ways. Even Jesus had to admit that that was a fuck-up. Even for him, sedation had been the aim. Slow them down, make them think about what they're doing. Seriously, think about it. He failed to see the addictive quality it had for some, gods included. He wanted to make sure that they would do that they would do more good writing, poetry, music. This hippie icon Jesus, or hippie I Jesus versus Jesus H. Christ, had wanted all to come from the four directions to come together, which proves gods and icons don't always get what they want or what they need. Empires come and go as in the East. Someone always has trouble with diversity, wants control. They are the empire's gods, and in their right, in their right as empire gods, no matter what direction they come from, can't have small nations ruling themselves, can't have self-realization of oneself or of the nation's cultural, social, political systems the people want. That's anarchy. New ways should, should be always discussed in an intellectual way with soul and heart. No living, vibrant, healthy culture remains static. Make it better, healthier. You weren't given this place to trash it. Only the chaos of the galaxies reserves that right. Well, anyway, those are some of the thoughts that comes from the hippie icon Jesus. The hippie icon Jesus, that's the flow for today for sure. Giving what you can, uh, giving what you can, and giving what you need is what that's about. Meanwhile, I'm going to read a poem by... Uh, uh, hey, and uh, Richard, I'll thanks be, again. Richard will be, be coming back. back. I'll just leave this here. Just leave it right there because we have Hillary Rodan. This be Richard. This be Richard. Yes. And he be a Thanks, regular Richard. member. Richard uh, is a regular member of our of like, our collective, our, our circle of our. Of yeah, our group. and and he's coordinating Diamond Dave Day at the Coret Auditorium at the main. Uh, library, the main branch of the public library here in San Francisco. It's going to be February 2nd, Groundhog Day. It's a Tuesday evening, 4.30 to 7.30. Of course, it's a free event um, to go on down, and uh, it's going to be performances and, and features, uh, people talking about Diamond Dave and how he, or you, since you're in the room with me, how you've uh, influenced people in over the years. Um, so it'll be a really fun event. We invite you all down to come down to, again, the Corette Auditorium at the main branch of the Public Library here, uh, 100 Larkin Street, or right there in Larkin and Grove, February 2nd, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. At first, I was kind of taken aback, too humble for this. 
Is this something you want to? But we have a choice. But having something after you're passed, after you're gone, after the spirit has left your body, where, where I've been so many times, or while you're still on the planet, even though most of your life is behind you. What the hell? Come on down. It'll be happening. What the hell? And I plan to get. I happen to hear on NPR, TED Talks, and I'm thinking. Well, maybe if I have the last 10 minutes, I do a TED Talk summing up all these many years from the, from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s to the 80s, 78 years on the planet still here. And now I have, I'm looking at, hey, Hillary Rodin, Rodin, right? That's right. Hi. Hey, Hillary. Nice to be here. Oh, good. Welcome to Mutiny Radio, live radio and podcasted right here in District 9 that you hope to be representing. Is that right? That's right. So this is perfect, and of course what I want to say to you, that is say to others, this always be a live voice, send people down, come speak to yourself, speak, 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 and the way I say it is, at city, because I'm there to a lifelong learner, at city, in the city, on the planet, and in the street. And this, in this day, at this time, in the city, is District 9, which is the mission, Berno, and uh, beyond a bit, is that right? And the Portola community. Portola, I'm glad you said that. Portola. Portola. Portola? Up it, at the top of the there's, hill? There, uh, no, Portola is, um, the, it's surrounded by, uh, or cradled by the two freeways, the 280 and the 101. Um, the commercial corridor is San Bruno Boulevard. Some people refer to it as the Silver Avenue area. Okay. And then there's a yeah. bit of controversy about how to, pronounce the name of the community there's different thoughts on that um, <laughs> yeah. but i i think most of people who've lived there for a long time pronounce it portola portola well i pronounce <laughs> it since i live down there pretty much i live just off bayshore and alamany uh-huh. in a warehouse uh, in a warehouse right across to that great farmer's market. Do you go there? Yes. That great yes. farmer's market is not that a uh, it's not a gentrified farmer's market. That's it's right. a people's farmer, farmer's market. That's right. But I call that neighborhood. Uh, people say, well, where do you live? I say, happily, and I, I hope to, in, in fact, uh, bring that in. I say happily, I live in the Bernal Bottoms. <laughs> Is that Portola? Kind of like Portola. It's right across. It's right across the sort of Alamany maze. That's um. right, Alamany maze, <laughs> the labyrinth, uh, the Portola. I say the Bernal Bottoms okay. with a smile. <laughs> so, hey, Hillary, I said last week, uh, last week when we had Ed- Edwin Lindo on, hey. uh, I said, well, I'm going to bring uh, Hillary, and here you be. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And then the next thing I saw was a picture. Of your uh, of your opening of your blast off, if you will, right right in front of a place which is uh, which has been been a subject for many discussions in the board of supervisor, where people have gathered, where communities have gotten together, where activists do a picture that included you. That was where at Saint Saint Luke's Hospital in at, in the Mission District. At, right in the Mission in District Nine, mm-hmm. and uh, since you've been a uh, since you have been. On the staff of uh, of uh, David uh, David Sanchez for some years. David Campos. Oh, pardon me, yeah. David Campos. Wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking too fast, too long. I do that. David Campos, of course. I've been for some time. Then you're familiar with the fact that this has been a subject of discussion in the streets as they uh, they attempted to privatize it, as they attempt to get rid of the emergency. It goes on many things. So it was no accident you were there. 
No, absolutely not. Um, we we chose that site to announce uh, my candidacy for District 9 Supervisor uh, because I fought alongside the community, uh, the California Nurses Association, and Supervisor Campos for many, many, many years to, to uh, stop the effort to shut down that hospital, which has been serving um, the District 9 communities, the Mission, Bernal Heights, and Portola, uh, for 140 years. That's right. Um, and the corporate conglomerate that owns that hospital has been trying to shut it down for ages um, because it you know, is one of only two hospitals serving the entire southeastern portion of the of the city. And um, the level of charity care that's needed, uh, people that are uninsured, that are seeking services, uh, which they should have a right to, um, you know, the hospital was claiming it wasn't profitable, so it tried to shut it down. And it took the super leadership from the community, from the supervisor's office, and from myself uh, to fight hard over many years to save that hospital. Uh, and we fought back and lo and behold I was standing in front of the beginning of the construction site uh, which will be a hundred and twenty beds state-of-the-art hospital with a full functioning emergency room serving the community for for another hundred and forty years so Fantastic. it's a big victory and uh, this place that had personally to save my life I believe or came close to it a couple of times when I was still on, uh, before I'd gotten on the, on the Red Road, which is the uh, Lakota Path of Sobriety and the Warrior Path, the Sober Path, so I know it well and respect it well, and to see you there. And to see you there, uh, side by side, there was uh, John Avalos was there, one on one side. That's right. And on the other side, there were many people there, was a man who represents uh, no evictions. Mm-hmm. That's right, Brian Basinger. I mean, there were there are hundreds of people there. It was it was an amazing experience. I was really honored uh, to have the presence of many elected officials: Supervisor David Campos, uh, Supervisor Avalo, Supervisor Eric Marr, uh, our school board member Sandra Lee Fewer was there, former Supervisor Bevan Dufty, uh, former dis, uh, uh, District Five Supervisor and and current Chief Attorney at the Public Defender's Office Matt Gonzalez, our Public Defender Jeff Adachi. Um, a member of the Democratic County Central Committee, Henny Lopez, uh, Henny Lopez, Henny Kelly, um, and 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 hundreds of community leaders, uh, including Tommy Avicoli Mecca from Housing Rights Committee, Brian Basinger from the AIDS Housing Alliance. Um, the director of Homies, Roberto Alfaro, uh, the deputy director, um, the director of the Central American Resource Center, otherwise known as Caresen, Larissa Dugan Cuadra, the director of Jamestown Community Center, uh, Mirna Melgar, and many, many, many others. And so that took some doing Absolutely. to get all these folks together on a rainy day in San Francisco, uh, out on a sidewalk. Absolutely, it was, it was amazing. Well, I've been working with, for 13 years with all of these people, fighting uh, for uh, the people of District 9 in San Francisco and, and their deep, long relationships that, and, and, and go back many, many years of hard work together. So I, it, it felt really amazing to have them stand by me as I, as I make this big announcement. Which, and as I said, what I said just before coming, the name they show is the Common Thread Collective. And it comes out these lines that came to me from the Great Spirit. Cast a wide net. Find the common thread. Let life flourish. And then uh, don't panic, just keep it organic. So I guess you cast a wide net. And the common thread was your announcement that you're running for supervisor now that David Campos is termed out. Is that right? 
That's right. That's right. I'm excited and, to announce. My and also date. some of the things you mentioned that you that you also that you mentioned later on. I'm going back in my head as I've seen as you're emerging. That uh, that there's a couple of sisters, who are also running for supervisor, uh, and I guess uh, is that uh, John Avalos is he's termed out in John Avalos's district. Is that right? That's right. I'm very excited about the candidacy of other. Uh, two other women, mothers, uh, strong leaders in our community, and that's Kimberly Alvarenga, who is running for supervisor of District 11, and Sandra Lee Fewer, who is running uh, for supervisor of District 1. Uh, it's 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 an exciting time that finally, after many years with no mothers on the board of supervisors, that there are strong, progressive women leaders who've worked for years in the community and have strong track records that are all running in, in, to serve different parts of our city. Well, that's, I just want to leap in to say, hey, this is Val, this is Val I call my co-host. Hi, nice to meet Thank you. you. Thanks for coming uh, to be here. Uh, this is Val, my co-host. I want to say I I'd like to get to where that District 11, of course, is right here in the Excelsior is John Avalos's, Avalos's seat, also termed out. That's is right. that right? That's right. So I want to get her, maybe with your help and will help, to get this mother, this sister sitting in that chair where you're sitting now. I will let her know. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure she'd love that. to come. Take it away. Well, with her. And the same with the other. So let's keep this flowing on. The door is open. Our arms are open. It's free speech. And this is what we be doing. Uh, uh, number two, as my mind rolls on, uh, the, the two, another thing which you announced. Now, of course, uh, the, when you realize, uh, we realize, I know you realize that the eyes of the world are in many ways on this, uh, on this neighborhood, District 9, this neighborhood called the Barrio, called the Mission District. Is that right? That's right. You know, one of the reasons uh, that I'm running for supervisor is because we are currently living in a time of great crisis in the city. Um, we have a, a, a housing crisis that is so out of control that economists are studying and writing about it all over the world. And what that means for the residents of District 9 is that you know a grandmother who has lived in the mission for 40 years, raised her children in this community, is one eviction notice away from being kicked out of her home and her neighborhood forever. It means that the queer youth who came to San Francisco to be safe and who's living with four roommates in her apartment in Bernal Heights is paying more than half of her income on rent. And it means that families like mine, I have, you know, have a middle class family who love our neighborhood. We live in the Portola. And we can never, even though it's our dream, afford to buy a home, uh, which you know provide, has provided historically secure in, in the lives uh, of people living in San Francisco and all over the United States. That's out of reach of our family and most families in San Francisco. Definitely. Uh, and and that's, that's not acceptable. We need to change that. Um, in addition, we have a homeless crisis, homelessness crisis that's out of control. Uh, you know, all you have to do is walk down Cesar Chavez Street in the Mission, very close to here, under the freeways, and your heart will break into pieces because there are families living in tents in the rain. See them yeah, every time and, I walk through. Uh, yeah, and it's just been getting bigger and bigger, even most, even just very recently, that it's it's grown. If you go walk, go down uh, Division Street, and if you go down, like you said, uh, Cesar Chavez, like where it crosses and becomes Portola, that's always been a little bit of an encampment, but it's just grown grown exponentially even in the past few months with all these raising um, you know rising rents um, and 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 so many homeless people in San Francisco who 
are homeless because they were evicted and can't afford to move in anywhere else in the city, which is which is appalling. And I think what we're talking about here. And that leads to our sister, Amy Weiss. Who ran for mayor uh, on the one, two, three? She's uh, the uh, she's helped uh, bring about the uh, it called the the Fran- Francisco the, Francis the, homeless. The uh, Saint, yeah, I know you've the heard Saint of it. Francis homelessness challenge. Saint Francis homeless challenge, and one of the things they're they're home, homing to do. These are both people who are homeless themselves. I've been, of course, and people who are advocates for the homeless who are hoping to put together uh, uh, put together uh, stations in these various places where people come for the assistance they need, showers, uh, showers, directions, and to help support the idea that uh, that uh, there if people the people don't have to be these shelters come and go, but we but we better. To go beyond that and realize that that autonomous, homeless, the camps declare independence and acknowledge our interdependence kind of camps should be not discouraged but encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the way that I see it uh, is that we have really two options. We have two paths before us in San Francisco. We can give up, accept that this will just be a city for the super rich and watches our families and friends are displaced from their homes and the homeless crisis gets worse and worse and worse. That's option number one. Or we can roll up our sleeves, keep fighting, stop evictions, and build thousands and thousands of units of affordable housing. And that's what I'm going to do. And Thank you. <laughs> I to say, uh, uh, that's the next thing is uh, as a plan, and this plan is not just, uh, I assume, cannot be just something of getting a, a resolution from the Board of Supervisors, but something that's going to take some planning. Now, we had, I believe we had, we passed out of something that, in fact, departments are, are supposed to let people know, or let, the, let the powers that be or whoever know about surplus property, property that's available, which is now vacant, which can be used for affordable housing. Am I right? Absolutely. So if I uh, am elected supervisor of District 9, I'm going to be laser focused on building 5,000 new units of affordable housing in the district in 10 years. And and here's how I'm going to do it. And and that work has already begun. So in the past year, our office has fought and won 480 new units of affordable housing that will be built in the mission in the next couple of years. And mind you, there has not been a single new unit of affordable housing built in, in, in District 9 and in the mission in over a decade. So sure. this is 480 new units that are going to come in line in a couple of years. We fought and won $80 million to be used exclusively on affordable housing in District 9. And every single day, we are meeting with play, uh, different p- uh, players and, and actors in City Hall and developers to negotiate and identify and obtain new plots of land where we're going to build thousands of units of affordable housing. It's the only answer to our homelessness and our affordability crisis. We have to build thousands of units of affordable housing. That work has begun. We're working on it every single day, and I will continue that work uh, with passion and a fear and an intensity and fierceness if I'm elected supervisor of District 9. Well, there's a... Uh uh, just came in. Uh, I know the Chris Carlson and the people were at the uh, called the prison palace, uh, the not prison palace, pigeon palace, which is just off Folsom uh, and 24th Street. 
they, they were about to be evicted, but managed to get the attention of the land trust, who has uh, stepped in and helped to arrange that. The, the land trust exists to just to do just what, to uh, provide a vehicle for just what you're talking about. Is that right? That's right. In fact, we were, um, our office was part of that amazing community victory. Um, so, uh, gosh, I guess it was about less than a year ago. We, we We were taking a walk down uh, South Venice Boulevard with the mayor, Mayor Ed Lee, um, his chief staff in the mayor's office of housing and many others um, to identify and look at sites that we could obtain and buy for affordable housing. And we had been in contact quite recently with the residents of Pigeon Palace about them fighting their eviction. And so we arranged to kind of force the mayor to on that path and walk meet on the corner of 24th Street in South Venice with the uh, tenants of Pigeon Palace so that they could make their case and, and organize and they did and that's what sparked and led to them ultimately working with the land trust, getting city funding to save to save their affordable housing. That's what we're talking about. In fact, I just had a little personal thing. The last time I saw Ed Lee outside of, outside of City Hall, because I don't normally frequent the places where you could usually find him at City Hall, but I was walking by Phil's, cafe, Phil's, uh, Phil's Coffee, and I knew Phil way back then when it was just, uh, I was living around the corner, it was just called uh, Gateway uh, Food and Liquors. And I walked in, I just moved in, and uh, I, could, I could see this man, Faisal, was, uh, I talked to him for a bit, so you're not just a grocer, you're a visionary. And soon enough in our conversations, it was no longer gateway, uh, gateway, uh, gateway food and liquor. It was gateway natural foods and spirits. Because I took him on down to Rainbow Grocery, and he looked. You could see there's new people coming in, connected. There was something else. Was there, there was there was a uh, uh, a corner store in each corner at that point. So I took him, come on with me, Phil, and I took him by to Rainbow Grocery, and he saw the bins. And then it, beca then it became Rainbow, no, no, it wasn't Rainbow, it became Gateway f food, and food and Natural Spirits. See the distinction? Mm -hmm. And then after a while, he had another vision, and it became Phil's Coffee. And one day, it was a year ago or so, I'm walking by, hey, Phil, what's going on? And, there he was, and I look, and they're sitting at a table, a little uncomfortably, his, uh, his car was parked in a, uh, right in front, not necessarily legally. Was who? Mayor Ed Lee, who for whatever political reason was sitting there in Phil's Coffee, right around the corner from where are the Pigeon Palace. Am I right? So everything, everything around here, I think you know, after being, I've been here, I'm 78, so I've been here since the beat generation, so I've been around, so everything has its lineage. Yes, That's right. a personal one I'm giving to you, and uh, I'm giving to you. And then it also, history yeah, and it also I call points, it hipstery. <laughs> it also points to the fact that San Francisco is a small city, mm -hmm. you know, we're all very, it's very compact already, I mean, um, you know, but, but with the distinct, you know, the distinct uh, flavor, if you will, of the different neighborhoods, um, it, it allows for that to happen. And um, so how, do, how did you get involved in, in local politics, Hillary? Yes. Um, so I, um, when I kind of think back on my kind of career and personal life growth in life, uh, there's three people that have played a, a major role in being mentors in my life. Uh, and the first person is uh, a woman named Renee Saucedo. I don't know if you... Of course I do. The, yeah. workers, 
the day workers, the day labor program. and more than that. Renee sat right there in this chair. I bet she I love has. that woman. She's amazing. So when I was uh, fresh out of law school, I went to law school at UC Berkeley ac- across the bay. Um, I moved to San Francisco to uh, begin my first job as, a, as an attorney at La Raza Centro Legal and the Mission, working with Renee Salcedo. And I, you know, I lived in Bernal Heights at the time, and I would walk down the hill to work every day to my job in, in the mission. And I remember those first days thinking, you know, I was idealistic young lawyer. I, th- I was in my 20s, and I thought I was going to be this fancy lawyer fighting for justice in the courtrooms of San Francisco. And what I quickly found out is that community lawyering looked a little bit different. I, um, you know, I, what, I, what I did working with Renee and, at, at La Raza Centro Legal is uh, I was an attorney for, for low-wage workers and immigrants, and I'd wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning go bang on the door of contractors that have ripped off workers, you know, who work for them days, weeks, months, and then just just ditch them and didn't pay them and demand their the, the workers' wages and threaten to sue them. And, you know, they'd often t- tell me, get off their private property or they beat me up, you know. And, and on the good days, we'd come home with the workers' wages, cash in hand. Uh, it wasn't fancy work. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't glamorous work, but it was by far the most in important the work my life it, it, formed, it, 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 it really formed me into who I am um, and and you know Renee Salcedo was my, my first mentor who, who really taught me what it means to serve the community so we have our brother Tony Sarah who's one kind of lawyer <laughs> who I've known for 40 years since I was in the Haight Ashbury doing what he does but then you have Renee and Renee's been in here with her partner who's a poet doing right. his poetry I think John Carlo yeah, yeah, yeah John Carlo <laughs> a character who definitely needs a Renee synthesis I'm ready to help him navigate to do his poetry. Yeah. Take it away. Who number two? Sure. So, um, so after after working at La Raza for about six and a half years, um, towards my end uh, of working there, I uh, authored the first version of the Domestic Worker Bill of Rights, um, which uh, eventually passed and became law in California. Uh, former Assembly Member Tom Amiano uh, authored that bill, and 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 we won. Um, and through that process, I really uh, started loving writing laws because I saw in the community how the laws that were on the books were not working to serve the people. We would win every single case, but that didn't mean the workers would get that back their money without you know, direct action and banging on the doors of contractors, quite frankly. And so um, when uh, Supervisor David Campos approached me and asked me uh, to work with him, I, I jumped on the opportunity. And for the past six years uh, have been working with him uh, to author and work with community to build and pass uh, dozens and dozens of pieces of amazing legislation that make a difference in people's lives. Um, and what I've learned from uh, Supervisor Compost, who has an unbelievable uh, an extraordinary ability to bring you know, both sides of the aisles together. I mean, he is a strong, progressive, morally grounded man, but he can reach across the aisle to pass incredibly controversial legislation and get things done uh, without ever compromising his core values and morals. And, yeah. and it's unique, and, and, and I've learned how to do that. David Campos, I first met, uh, until it got to be a little too, a little too I'd, I'd work every, uh, every election year in the, uh, every election year in, my, in the precinct up on the top of Bernal Heights. And one afternoon when it gets really slow, I'm sitting out there, in this, uh, sitting there on the step right next to it, uh, contemplating and thinking. I see this brother comes in, he votes, he comes out. 
and uh, somehow we I don't say I, I don't but I may have hailed him or whatever but we sat down next to me I said well who are you he said, well, I'm David Campos. I'm about to run for supervisor. This is before I got elected. At that time, I was supporting a man who I believe you know, I'm having a senior moment, who is running to the left of, uh, of David Campos. In fact, they have a hall named after him. Yeah, uh, he, was, he, uh, he was my husband's best friend, Eric Casada. Eric Casada. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart, my heart goes bump because Me Eric Casada was the real deal. Is that right? Oh, he was, Eric, a, he was, he was a leader and a mentor to all of us. And I saw him last when he was really sick. Uh, he came to, a, I was involved in the first community congress in the 70s, out of which came Dexter Clark. And then there's another one in 2000 or something I was at, and there was Eric Asada. I knew him from the streets and so on. And he didn't look well, but I think it was his last public appearance. But he's with, and he introduced me to his partner's wife, who's from Paraguay. Yes, Lorena Melgarejo. Oh, she's really special. She's I very wish she special. would jump up. I don't know if she's working with you, she but is. she's very she's, special. Yes. Highly I intelligent and beautiful. Am I right? Look at her uh, smile. She's amazing. She's so, one of my heroes. <laughs> so, I wish she'd come. If, you can, if you're around, we need you so much. You can feel I mean, she's working. She's working hard in the community every day and oh, the parishes, sure. organizing and fighting for workers immigrants and families she's she's a hero and that's the last words of Gusema Eric she's a he said Diamond Dave I want you to meet my wife all the way from Paraguay uh, and she had the, kid, had the kid and then I realized that this may I later that this might be a, my last moments with Eric Asada mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, David Campos and I, uh, so that was my first time with David Campos was when he was just considering running for the first time mm-hmm. okay you got a third member this is a good conversation is it not it is amazing I just you know I just have to say that Eric Casada continues to play such a role in yes. The life and politics of San Francisco, you know, David Campos and Eric ran against each other, but they became extremely close friends. And Eric was one of David's, uh, you know, closest confidants and advisors uh, throughout, you know, his first term in office. So uh, he lives on in Lorena and their beautiful daughter, Ichel, who fight every day in the streets of San Francisco. They're they're very near and dear to my family. And and so, sorry, I just had to take that aside. No, there's no sorry is necessary. This is a a flowing on conversation. not simply an interview, it's for casting that wide net and finding that common thread and letting it flow. Is that right, Val? Absolutely. And Eric, I just think, and uh, coming out of the hate, which I do, although I've been here for many years, I was a beatnik in the 50s in North Beach, at a state light bookstore and up and down that street called Grant. That was our 8th street. Then I turned 30 at the, I turned 30 at the year of the Summer of Love, I would say 1967, almost 50 years ago, in 1967, on that street that some called hate, others called love. And my 409 house. So with Eric Arsada, we had that crew that came out. I was involved in the first district elections on the staff. Uh, people like Calvin Welch. Yes. Uh, Rene Cassidy was now gone. Yes. That whole crew, uh, the others are gone. That whole group with the Eric Casada campaign. Yes. And here we are later. That's I the, know. Yes. I, I, the, I think about Eric all the time as I'm as I'm barking on this journey. <laughs> and you had one weather so beautiful. I wondered about that. Another. There's a third member. You said. Yes. So um, probably the most important. Well, not probably. Without a doubt, the most important event uh, in my entire life happened to me three years ago. I gave birth to my amazing daughter. Mayel, the pictures. <laughs> Mayel Ronan Ugarte. And um, 
And that, you know, there's, uh, so I worked for many years with uh, the San Francisco Day Labor Program and Women's Collective. And Guillermina Castellanos is the founder of the Women's Collective. And she is, she has nine children, 13 grandchildren, and spends every single day of her life fighting uh, to make our community better for, and and accessible for other families and immigrants. And more than anyone else, she has taught me what it means to be a good mother, that it, that it's not just about meeting the needs of my own daughter, but it's about fighting for all families and all children, that they can all live in, in healthy and affordable homes in the city. And, and that's what it means to be a good mother. It's about creating a community where we all can live and thrive and be healthy. And, and, and Guillermina Castellanos taught me that. And great mentors in my life. <laughs> and that's uh, called doing more together than any of us can do our own. And uh, I've said, uh, said in the past that, I, that I'm an anarchist who votes. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about brick throwing or rock throwing and all. What I mean about that, there's a sister we may or may not have heard of, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Bayard, who is a new college back when there was still a new college. I know you had a role there too. And she came up as her thesis with something called collective autonomy. Mm-hmm. And collective autonomy, the vision is of a, uh, of a network, collective autonomy, a network of collectives as a basis, uh, autonomous collectives, and then connecting with, a, with one another. And we have now the social media, we can connect with people within moments, collectives all over the planet within moments, is that right? And you mentioned a women's collective, and I can see as a race, what we're talking about in the community is a race of also the collectives coming together. Yes. Uh, just saying people find one another. Yeah. Start a collective. Absolutely. I mean, I look, I, I, in some way, build, you know, my, my solution to our affordability crisis, building 5,000 units of affordable housing in District 9 sounds simple, right? But it's definitely not going to be easy, and it's going to take all oh, of our communities, of every single community, all our collectives, all our residents, fighting together to make it happen. And, you know, with our collective power, I think we can do it. I, I know we can do it. Yeah, I mean, if anything, if, if this past year has shown uh, anything about how the communities come together and, and some of the ballot measures that were uh, on the ballot in November, albeit not quite passing, but just the activism um, and has been really inspired uh, in the past year, and I think people are already very activated and, and willing and, and wanting to um, make sure that the people who, who are in this community can stay here um, or those who have already been uh, evicted can come back. Um, and, and, and I think it, uh, of maybe of all the districts in the city here in the Mission and Bernal, Bernal Heights is, uh, is uh, probably the most active uh, districts, I would say. Maybe yeah. District, District 3 with the Peskin uh, recent re-election. But, but really, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of quiet, quiet parts of San Francisco. This is not one of them. And guess what? <laughs> Speaking of Aaron Peskin, who's going to be on next week at this time, maybe at 3, Aaron Peskin. 3.15? Yeah. But Aaron Peskin, He's gonna call in said to me, Friday. we know each other quite well with my North Beach connections, my poetry connections. And he said to me, uh, he said to me, uh, when I asked him to come on, he said, well, give me a few weeks so I can see what's going on. And uh, so I can see. I can, uh, so he's uh, going to have a, uh, so, we're so, going to get a little debriefing. Oh, yeah, there's been a question uh, posed from the, from the crew out there oh, okay, about okay, the, yeah, what, yeah. what do we mean by when we talk about yes, affordable, that, what that cost is. This is an extremely good question. So this is part of the fight. 
So um, there are three sort of types of affordable housing. There's a supportive housing, which provides services to people struggling with um, mental health issues or addiction, uh, where the, the cost is very, very low to nothing. Um, and that's the most sort of uh, subsidized, engaged housing. Then there are, uh, there's a below market rate housing. Some is for purchase, some is rental that is um, at different affordability levels. So another, so the, the, when we fight for new affordable units, we're not only fighting to build new units, we're also f fighting about the level of affordability. So generally what we're fighting for is, you know, the community and, and, and certainly our office is always fighting for uh, lower income housing. So from, um, you know, around the 55% of area medium poverty level. Um, and then it, there's another level, which is often referred to as middle income housing, which is for 80% to 120% of the area medium uh, poverty level. And then there's been an effort pushed by, uh, you know, some people to raise it even more because San Francisco is so expensive to have some units available to families making between 120 and 150 percent of the area area medium poverty level. And so this is part of that same fight. And I do believe that we need to fight to get as much low income housing as possible. But that crisis is so bad that middle income uh, if, uh, uh, below market rate housing is also really needed in this city. Right, because in that regard, we're talking about maybe two teachers, right, That's in the right. San Francisco That's public right. school district making around fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year. If they're a married couple, that's a, that's a hundred hundred ten thousand dollar income for the year and people even making that are struggling to stay in san francisco That's right especially if they have children and oh and that, yeah and that gets to another one of the the issues that i really want to work on if i am elected supervisor which is our schools and our school-aged children um, it is all connected one and, struggle many fronts yes and and what what's happening in in san francisco is that families and, and people that have lived here for generations yeah. are leaving because while they were willing to gamble on their own futures in the most expensive city in America, they're not willing to gamble on the futures of their children. And that's a problem. San Francisco, I believe, is the city with the lowest number of children between 0 and 18 years old than any other major city in the United States. We also have four of the 10 lowest performing schools in District 9. Um, and and families are having to make the impossible decision. Many of our friends are having to make the impossible decision between paying their high rents or sending their kid to preschool. You know, this is this is just unacceptable. We need to create a situation where families can live and, th and thrive in our city and school and children uh, can thrive in our schools. Wow, all of this is definitely true. It's until we continued. And of course, what I'm getting the subtext of, of all of this that you're saying, Hillary Roden, is that you uh, that, uh, that you, we can guarantee, you're kind of guaranteeing that you're going to be available and accessible to all at any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we all, I, I have been for the past 13 years, and I will continue to be. So, I want to, uh, so this is a good time. Ava. Tell us how people can, fi can find you. Sure. You can come aboard, and then I have something else I want to mention. So take that, so tell us right now. Sure. Um, so I am the chief of staff for Supervisor David Campos, and so anyone can find me at City Hall on most days. Um, and my uh, official City Hall email is Hillary, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y, 
dot ronin r-o-n-e-n at sfgov.org if you're interested in contacting me about my candidacy for supervisor uh, my email is hillary ronin same same spelling h-i-l-l-a-r-y r-o-n-e-n at gmail.com and uh, I discovered that when you come to City Hall, like to talk to you or talk to City Hall, but you have to be quite careful because there's anything to do with City Hall you can speak about, but anything to do with the public campaign, the public uh, your right. campaign is, uh, is outside. Is that right? That's right. And so there are ways, you've mentioned the two ways we can find you as a campaign and two as, as a fellow human being <laughs> at City Hall. If you had questions, you might have some answers. If you have answers, you might have some questions. Is that right? That's right. Anything related to the campaign, um, please contact me on my personal email, hillaryronin at gmail.com. Perfect. Now, there's one more thing I want to talk about. And I know Edwin Lindo is uh, listening, so I'm telling you to speak to both of you. I'll put it this way. Back uh, when Ross McCarini was first running for supervisor, that's some time ago, probably before your time at City Hall, I was, in fact, they call, I was up in the hate. They called me the mayor of Hate Street. I didn't say I was. I said uh, that's what they call me because of some things I was doing and because I, they could see me on the street at all time, any time almost. Uh, that was my stroll. People say, hey, I'm a day, blah, blah, blah. I was also part of the soup kitchen, and I was, uh, I was a volunteer at the Haight-Ashville alcohol treatment program. I did have a fall down, but now I've been sober for 10 years on the Red Road. And so uh, I noticed they were running, and there was some wiggle room. You could run for supervisor, and you had some time before you had to come up with a couple thousand bucks or some combination of the signatures. And so I said, I'll do that. I did it because, uh, because uh, I did it because I just wanted to see it was like the inside. And this, it was an open slot at that time. This is when Ross first ran. There's about 15 progressive running uh, from various components in the hate. And so I was I coming off the streets. I said, I think I will. I could take part in, uh, in, uh, in candidate forums like the Hattiesburg Community Co Neighborhood Council and places like that and have some fun and put out something. And then I had this idea. And my idea, in fact, it, it appeared in Time Magazine, my idea, a month or so later, my Time Magazine and in the New York Times, they say it was called As Odd As It Seems. Uh, one of the candidates, uh, Diamond Dave Whitaker, has brought forth what he called the Candidates Collaborative. And my idea was that the candidates, was, and I call all, but it was the progressive ones, should get together on a regular basis. And it turns out we met for kind of a potluck at different candidates' houses. Ross, uh, the guy who lives in the old Russian embassy on top of uh, Bernal, uh, on top of, uh, uh, on top of the hill there, uh, uh, He's got, uh, anyway, and we'd meet at different places in between, have potluck together, get to know one another. It was called the Candidates Collaborative. And this was regarded as so unusual that the, uh, that the New York Times and Time magazine put it as a kind of San Francisco weirdness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, it's, but people had a great time mm -hmm. and got to meet together and come up with ideas. We had forums. We got to know one another. We got to have one another's back. Because I said, my idea is only one of us is going to get elected. Well, I dropped out cause I could, because I didn't, want, I didn't have the time to get I was doing other things. I, but anyway, but I stayed there. It's about a month or so you have before you have to come up with the signatures of the votes. But it was time to come together. Get to, I said, my, my argument was only one of you is going to get elected. But you want, but others want to be able to be uh, to continue uh, relating to one another, continue representing whatever segment of the eight Ashbury you represent. That's District Five, am I right? If not, 
Uh, district five is yeah, probably yeah, I think that's I, part dis- of this. Haight-Ashbury is district yeah. five. Yes. District five. That's right. Haight, and then we started in the first district. It was Haight and Fillmore, Haight and Castro. That's the kind. Harvey Mill came out of that first district, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, so that's where it's we. Well, I'm repeating myself. I can But anyway, so I'm talking about a candidate's collaborative, mm-hmm. and I suggest now we have three. Three basically, we're running uh, running with you. Two others are running with you. And so I just want to put out that suggestion, maybe some kind of candidates collaborative. And now Edwin, Edwin's got a strong heart. He's dedicated. He's got a good mind. I think you guys work together. First time I met him was when he came down here to speak about Prop I. Mm-hmm. Am I right so far? Yes, yes. Yeah. Prop I. And uh, he's going to come through. He's got, there's got another car. He was the one who acted. I said, you're an actor, too, in that uh, film that's really packed uh, Bravo Theater, which is now open, called, uh, what's it called? Lowrider? Lowrider Lawyers. Yes, I'm looking so forward to seeing it. I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait to see okay, it. Okay, it's yeah. online now. I can tell you, I oh, want to tell everybody. Yeah, they, were, they released it uh, on, uh, on MLK Day on YouTube, so you can oh, watch it for fantastic. free. Oh, great. Yeah, Lowrider Lawyers. Uh, <laughs> And that was packed to the rafters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he was on the panel with Thea, Thea Matthews. You know Thea? I don't know. Okay, Thea. well, she, Thea is another very strong woman mm-hmm. who is, uh, anyway, Thea Matthews. And it's going to be, thank you, I'm glad we, uh, you haven't mentioned it, that you want to see it. Just go to YouTube, Lowrider. Low, Lowrider Lawyers. Uh, confront uh, the San Francisco. And you'll find it. And anyway, so this, uh, so I'm just putting forth this idea as a candidate's collaborative, and how it is we can do more together than any of us can uh, do on your own. Because yes. I can see what he had to say sitting in that chair, and what uh, you have to say sitting in that chair. There's not a great, uh, there's, uh, I don't see any great distance between you. You're both progressives. You both have the community at heart and in mind. Am I right? Absolutely. I, you know, I've, uh, Edwin um, interned in our office That's for four months, um, and I really enjoyed working with him. Uh, I think he is a wonderful guy. Um, I, 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 I would say, and I welcome opportunities to get together and talk and candidate forums, all of the above. Um, I will say um, that I, I believe that I'm the best candidate for this position because I have worked uh, for the last 13 years and have a long track record and deep experience both working in the community, fighting and achieving results for, for residents of District 9, and working inside of City Hall, uh, both with you know progressive majorities on the board and not progressive majorities on the board. And under both circumstances, I've authored and, and, and passed many pieces of legislation. And with the level of crisis that we have in the city right now and what needs to be done on day one, District 9 needs someone with a proven track record and and over a decade of experience getting things done for the people of District 9. And so, uh, you know, I will be asking um, San Franciscans for their vote because I, I am that person that will get the ground running and continue the work I've been doing for the past six years in City Hall. Uh, and you can see my track record. You can see exactly what I've done and been able to produce. Um, and and I'm, I'm very proud of that record. And of course, uh, just to let people know who don't, and people are listening here in District 9, uh, 
and they're listening here in the city, at I say at city, in the city, on the planet, in the street. They're listening, but I want to let everybody know that this election is not till November, am I right? That's right. Not till November. A lot's going to happen between now and November. A lot of, uh, and at the same time, also I want to say that, hey, Hillary, you're standing, you're sitting here in your shoes. Edwin, you're in your shoes. Let's say we're, we're, there's a lot of time between now and November. In November, I'm talking about a candidate's collaborative of getting together on the same page and getting beyond who's better each each person brings something to the something to the game if i say we're doing more together than any of us can do on our own is Absolutely. that right <laughs> that's why we're lucky to live in democracy where people have choices well we make we have to make the democracy real otherwise it's uh, like a, like stalinism had anything to do with communism if if, if we got to make it real is what i'm talking about and what i also want to say is oh i know what it's a personal question your name is hillary rodan right Ronin. Uh, Ronin. Uh, no, Ronin. it's Hillary Ronin. R-O-N-E-N. Ronin. Okay, I was wondering. Uh, I think I had a bit wrong. I wonder if that was from the French and that you had connect, some connection with the sculptor Rodin. No, <laughs> no, that would be nice, but no, um, no. Okay, well, yeah, that's okay. Enough. He's been calling me the wrong name for years. It's aging. I'm 78. That might be. It's, well, I've always been like that. I've got too much going on in my mind at once, too. So, anyway, Hillary, it's to be continued. Uh, hey, hey, yes, you know. real pleasure to Edwin, meet you, Hillary Edwin, Roman. Edward, yes. Edwin, Edward, too. Edwin, everybody. And then there's a third candidate, let's make much of who, in fact, is in a lineage. I think he'll be getting some money. He'll be doing, if I'm right, he's in an Ed Lee kind of lineage. Is that right? The third candidate is a lawyer for the Laborers Union. That's right. Okay, enough said. As far as you can say. Enough said, and he'll be sitting in this chair eventually. Great. But anyway, I particularly want the, the two sisters from 11 and 1 to come down here because we're, we're, uh, we're, we're neutral, but we're neutral in a way that you're with the people. Do you hear what I'm saying? I do. Thank you so much. Oh, it was yeah. such a pleasure being here. Thank you. Yeah, and you're welcome back anytime. Yeah. And also, um, I, before Common Thread Collective, I also do Women's Magazine. That's right. So we could have, a, we could have all, those, uh, all the women who are candidates to come in and talk about what's important here in San Francisco and get Wonderful. that conversation going Wonderful. and get those voices out there. Kimberly and, and Sandra know. I'm sure they'll be very excited. Yeah, give Fantastic. them my number or whatever, and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll reach out my own way, too. Wonderful! Right. Thank you so much. All yeah, right, and we wish you and we wish you lots of luck in your uh, as in your can, as your campaign ramps up throughout the year. Thank you. As Thank we, you. See, have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. You too. Say you bye. too. So um, great! You've been listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio. I'm going to put on some music. We're going to be right back in just a couple minutes with some uh, more live. Uh, content live performances from all of our friends here down at the station come on down and join us sometime 21st in florida a mother's love is what you need Keep your spirit strong Someone to turn to When you're broken And everything feels wrong And no one's around To listen or hold you Tender friend. 
music from songs from La Mission, as we are here in La Mission. We're here at 21st and Florida Streets and uh, having a good time here every Friday, getting to know folks in our community and uh, where we go from here. And uh, yeah, very good stuff. It was very nice to, to meet Hillary Ronan and, uh, and to hear where she's coming from. I want to let everybody know if you come down here right now, uh, thanks to Wesley, we got a spread of really good free food right here. So it's not only just food for the mind and the spirit as usual, it's also food for the body, mind, and spirit. Yeah, it smells really good. And, uh, and here Glad I everybody here get to have a nice hot meal. And actually, speaking of hot meals, I was just out there talking to Georgette and Bloodflower, um, Martin de Porres, uh, you know, which serves meals all, every day. I think um, they're having a little open mic this evening. Uh, is it uh, seven o'clock? It is. Somebody out there. What time is it? Seven to nine at Martin de Porres. And there was a time that for, <coughs> for a number of years, in which. <coughs> in which I would, they invited me to come and be the MC for that open mic, and I'd leave the station and go over there and be the and uh, host that open mic, help host that open mic. Hey, Charlie Martin DeVores, who came and asked me to help see that happen. So there's been that connection for quite some time. And anyway, we have some good free food for the body, mind, and spirit here. There's quite a bit, so come on down. Food for the body, mind, and spirit. And here's my brother Howard. Hey, Howard, you got a mess? You got a an announcement or two? Do you not? A uh, couple quick ones. Thanks, Diamond Dave. Thanks, Valerie. And thanks, Richard, for letting me go ahead because uh, I am kind of in a rush tonight. Um, last week I mentioned that uh, Donovan Reed, a bike messenger, uh, black fellow uh, working on, on the job, uh, was uh, assaulted by the police after a traffic stop on January 3rd. Uh, and he sustained uh, what is a very serious injury for, uh, for messengers and for, well, for anybody really. Is, uh, he has chipped bones in his knee. And um, the San Francisco Bike Messenger Association is looking into uh, getting him some financial help. But in the meantime, uh, people can act right now. Uh, if you go to rally.org slash SFPedal, that's SF as in San Francisco, pedal, P-E-D as in Dave, A-L, and... Uh, and uh, pledge what you can or contribute what you give can. Give what you can so you can get what he needs. And uh, <coughs> thanks, Dave. Um, and uh, he, his situation is a very serious one because uh, he's off the job and because he's an independent contractor, uh, he's in the gray area on workers' comp. So he's in a very, very tough situation. So folks, uh, please help if you can. That's rally.org slash SFPedal. 
You're welcome to bring him by next week uh, to so he can speak for himself and get his account of what happened. That's my question one. And my question two is, uh, is, it, is he pursuing a case with the, with the powers that be about uh, uh, police uh, misconduct? Misconduct. Uh, I'll actually answer the second one first. Yes, he is. Sure. Um, and that applies to this fir uh, first question. Uh, he says that because he is in a legal case that his lawyer has advised him to minimize public comment. That okay. makes sense. So I, sorry, I can't... Uh, no sorry necessary. That's okay. Uh, we can We can definitely still just support him in his recovery and send people so they can help contribute. Rally.org rally slash SFPedal uh, to help Donovan Reed get updates. better. Sure. Updates week by week. And you have, a, you have a second announcement, is that right? Yes. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, pardon the shameless plug, but uh, my writer's group, the Alley Cat Book Writer's Group, uh, San Francisco Writer's Group, Right actually, here in District 9. Located uh, at Alley Cat Books uh, between Harrison and Treat on 24th Street, is uh, at 3 p.m. having some of our writers uh, from that group doing uh, readings. Uh, among them will be uh, Tamim Ansari, Ansari uh, the local Afghan-American author who published, uh, who wrote uh, West of Kabul, East of New York. So that will be a very good uh, literary event tomorrow for anybody who has the chance to go tomorrow at three o'clock. Tomorrow at three. Well, perfect. Right. I'm, I'm going to try to be there, and I want to. If I can, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can. But hey, Howard, I want to invite them to come here and to sit in that very chair you're sitting in now, because we're able to be the help of Adobe Books, uh, Wildcat Books, and Modern Times Books, both on that 24th Street Cultural Corridor. Let's keep up the good work and be connecting because that's what we're about. So, Howard, thanks a lot for coming through. I'll see you next week. And, hey, uh, Richard, why don't you sit right down and uh, thanks, do what Dave. you're doing. Thanks, and meanwhile, thanks, Howard. Will, 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 will somebody out there let uh, Rainbow and uh, know that they're going to be coming on next. All Thank right. you. Now, Blood well, Flower's on it. Blood Flower's on it. This is what a collective <laughs> is about. That's right. We're doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Certainly more than I can do on my own from back uh, here in the booth. And uh, I so I appreciate it that everyone understands that this is a roll-your-own show. Lend a hand. <laughs> Lend a hand. Be it all works out. And so you guys, uh, hey, uh, uh, Rainbow, you guys. And, uh, doing, oh, there's a call. I think we're having a full call coming that's expected in right now. Oh, you getting a call? Who's calling, Dave? Let me see. Let's see. Hello. It's always a mystery. Who's calling Hello. during the show? Hi, this is Dave. Who's this? <laughs> and if you're listening, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm, San oh, Francisco. All right, and uh, you should come down and check out this these <laughs> labor uh, yeah, posters yeah. all over the. It's a really cool art show. Um, it's, I don't know how long it's going to be up. What's up, Dave? We got somebody on the line? Uh, we got uh, Rainbow Madonna. She's got a statement. Rainbow Madonna? That's, uh, that's Lisa. Hey, what do you know? And, uh, that's Lisa, who called in last week from the, from the uh, I think it's the White Buffalo Nation. That's right. All right, well, let's bring her on. Okay, here she be. Well, here would be the White Buffalo Nation, Rainbow Madonna. Take it away, sister. Okay. Hi, Val. Okay. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Let me know when to start. You can, uh, you can start. 
All right. Greetings. Let me cut to the chase. The White Buffalo Nation's Utopian Realities Group, from concept to planetary restoration team, is bringing forth Fukushima Solve and Slope, Save Life on Planet Earth, representing proactive solution bearers with practical, proven, scientific ways to address global irradiation with solutions to all impacts, including remediating Fukushima Daiichi Ground Zero, global waters, air, soil, and sentient life, human, animal, plant, etc. With your help, we are both alerting and empowering the 99% around the globe and presenting the people an opportunity to save both their own and all life on Earth before what we understand is our July 4th, 26th deadline to arrest the meltdown of Fukushima Daiichi, which otherwise could see devastation of Japan and the rest of life perishing as well within a short period of time. We already understand the U.S. West Coast has seen dangerously high radiation levels. I can honestly say we of the WBN Utopian Reality Slope Fukushima Solve Team, with your and the peoples of the world help can solve this. The solution bearers are coming together utilizing nonprofits, setting up the structure between us right now to receive donations from around the globe. And this period of darkness can simply be the opportunity for great healing and joy on the part of the world's people, once shown their ability to save themselves and all life. We need to work with the media worldwide and start throwing continuous Fukushima solved slope concerts all over the world to get the solutions implement and have this turn from a nightmare to a joyful focused experience we want the people of the world to know there is a silver lining and a full quiver of healing solutions that can successfully target these plagues even though we conceivably have only six months till f day if you want to email me please do so at either lisa j wolf at gmail.com or at whitebuffalonation at gmail.com, or my chief of staff for scheduling of media appearances, or if you're a band, performer, and want to begin throwing slope concerts. Eddie Taylor, at lovey999 at gmail.com. The slope logo is a snowboarder racing down the mountain to save the earth, and this is a downhill run because we have the solutions. 95% of life on earth does not have to perish. We're suggesting slope supporters throw shows, keep your operating expenses, and send the rest to the UR Fukushima Solve Slope Administration. Contact us for details. We are not taking salaries. Planetary save-a-time, people. We will be taking perhaps 15% to cover administrative costs on our end. Right now, we're doing this full-time 24-7 until the crisis turns to jubilation time. And I do need to pay the bills here in WBN land and make sure those volunteering also get compensated for their time. We love you. Welcome home. Heaven on Mother Earth. Visualize success because together we are going to liberate the Earth from her travails. Stay tuned. We'll be on the radio nonstop until this is addressed. Yes, there are magic wands. Don't want to see the next national rainbow gathering be a dirge. And everyone can help save life on planet Earth. Come on, people. Your mother needs you. Let's get this Save Life on Planet Earth party rockin'. We can also be reached via Skype at WBN Inc. Respectfully, Lisa, also known as Siava, Tralala, Rainbow Madonna. And all of you, I hope, will listen to um, Brother Bob singing Three Little Birdies outside my doorstep because that's what time it is, folks. Thank you very much. Excellent. 
Rainbow Madonna, thank you so much from the White Buffalo Nation. We hope people will tune in and get in touch and uh, and follow suit so we can save planet Earth. To be continued for sure. Thank you very much, and that is a good message to uh, to take us to take us forward. Um, this is what the Common Thread Collective is all about: saving saving life on planet Earth through uh, action, through love, through compassion, through working together, um, and uh, and being here and showing up. Right? Showing up, showing up. Here we are, and and Richard showed up, and he's back again, and he's so patient to have come back. Oh, hey, patient, uh, take it away, brother. Uh, well, I also want to add about the uh, and thank you for. Uh, uh, doing that Valerie about the uh, uh, thing on at the library but you also should know that uh, uh, we're getting together on I think it'll probably be the same day it'll be Diamond Dave Day in the city uh, Alvalos's office is going to introduce the uh, resolution to the Board of Supervisors uh, so that's something new that uh, is coming together uh, also um, Mutiny Radio next week the show will be a show in honoring of Diamond Dave. So all you listeners out there who have always wondered, well, can I call in? Call, call. That's what's happening next week. Either if you can't call, yeah, come in. I come might, in. Come sometimes in. I Wherever can't answer you are, the come out. Come out and play. Uh, so that's happening. And then on Sacred Grounds, the following day on the 3rd, uh, 2095 <clears throat> at Hayes and Cole, uh, we're uh, the the sacred grounds uh, poetry. It's been there since 1972. Continuous will also be honoring Di- uh, Diamond Dave. So that will be the conclusion of those three days. So anyway, uh, tell me again when we do it at the library. Uh, we're doing it again at the library. We're doing it on uh, Groundhog's well, Day. Uh, Groundhog's Day. That's uh, February 2nd, uh, 4:30 to 7:30 downstairs in the Cret Auditorium. Uh, it's free. Uh, we've got uh, pretty much about 30 plus more people, almost 40. So uh, if you are interested, we will cu- have to cut the time down for other people, but that's okay. If you really got a great story or you really, really, really feel like you have to say something, we'll try to accommodate everybody. And flexibility uh, is the key to anything I do. And my son, Ubi. I believe he's going to yes. be there, and he's, he's going to be backing me up, but he's, going to be, he's composing something special on the bass guitar, uh-huh. and, also, uh, and, uh, and, and also, I happen to hear this radio show, that I've, uh, I hear it regularly on NPR, that's my addiction in a way, NPR, uh, that's called publicradiofan.com, called TED Talks. So I'd like to have about 10 minutes to do a TED Talk. Well, we're going to give you 15. Okay, 15 with Ruby. Uh, do a TED Talk. Thanks for the flexibility uh, in which I'm going to sum up uh, the, all that I've been through. I'm still on the planet. That's the big difference between doing this after I'm no longer on the planet and doing it now, I must admit, which gives me a chance to respond and do a kind of a tech, TED Talk about where I've been through, all that I've been through, where I went right, where I went wrong, and reveal... Well, to sum up, although I plan to be on the planet for a while longer, where, although most of my life is behind me, most of your life is ahead of you, people. Let's get together and rock it. So, hey, Dave, hey, oh, I'm tearing up a bit. Hey, David, take it away. I mean, hey, Richard, take it away. I'm hey, David. thanks, Dave. Uh, it's on my court. Well, I was going to read uh, two other ones, but I'm going to read one long one. Uh, it's called uh, Goodbye to the Land. Uh, well, first, before I even start this. We all grow up, no matter where, on on native land. So no matter where you live, that's the group that you should look for uh, uh, that you honor 
because you grew up, the soil that you live on helped you grow up. Uh, so where I grew up, I honor the, uh, the Miami, as it's, I hear it's really supposed to be pronounced, and the Shawnee. So, um, you know, think about that because uh, we here in San Francisco live on Ohlone land. Ohlone. So let us not forget the Ohlone's. Uh, <clears throat> goodbye to the land of the Miami and Shawnee. Goodbye to the ancestors whose soil supported my life, to the headwaters of the great meandering Wabash River, the great snake of snake rivers, empties into the Ohio, to the Mississippi, into the late great Gulf. <clears throat> but, then but when engorged with rain, snake expands, floods. Goodbye, sweet river, hello, floodplain. This is where the native people told the gringos not to build, and this is the first place they built. Crawling King Snake heard about this river and uh, the Great Serpent Mounds further south, a place this two-legged told him about. Hard to believe a sacred place is left intact. Snake wonders. Goodbye, sweet black swamp. Though I never knew you, I heard about you. Your murder went down before I was born. You were the healing place where toxins from the soil were removed, purified but was reworked into the Erie Canal system, a relic that remains for the recreational dollars. It's a system where the swamp should be healing the damage caused by the latest two-legged assault of invasive growing techniques that brings diseases your ancestors and elders never knew. One reason to keep in touch with elders and ancestors. Since the lake formed, the major pollutants from farm and fecal matter from homes over the years caused major problems causing dangerous algae blooms and toxic buildup. This is used as drinking water. This place touts itself as a resort area. As long as you don't get out of your boat, breathe the spray, eat the fish that's stocked, or eat the ducks during hunting season. Goodbye, Ohio country. It is important to remember what came before and the aftermath. My memories were of exclusion in the land of the First Nations. Ancestors of these lands who were not opposed to sharing, but the aftermathers insisted on raping, killing, pillaging, rather than through true treating, making, and accommodation. These foreigners wonder why the natives opposed them. Need to bring back the ancestors' spirits, time for the healing. Talk to your elders. May, some may not have anything to say, but some may have stories. But then again, I'm suffering from delusions. You didn't listen to those you dispossessed. Why should, I even why should you even consider what I have to say? I am asked if I have any hope. The one thing left in Pandora's box is hope that does nothing but hope. You must be joking. Hope does nothing, and yes, that's mostly what I expect. Too many places to go shopping. Too many places to distract what, the mind, what minds are left. But I keep talking and writing, but not because, I, because of hope. Ohio's country's great forests cut down, plundered, revealing clay soil to be farmed, adding chemicals and fertilizers from oil, killing birds, turtles, muskrats, streams of rivers to begin, just naming a few extinctions of the flora and fauna. This great rape began here in the lands of an indigenous and spread. The Usan Empire is not the first nor the last unless our extinction event comes first. Then goodbye to us all. Bye-bye, babies, as, as, as Lord Buckley would say, bye-bye. 
So goodbye to the, card to the Cardinals, who almost went extinct. Goodbye to the nations of the Miami and the Shawnee, moved to Oklahoma, no longer in the Ohio country. Goodbye to the late state of, great state of Ohio and to all that made it that way. Bye-bye, babies. Bye-bye. <clears throat> P.S. This piece is dedicated to those who, chose, who choose to use their intelligence given to them in the best way they can. Some native people say, all my relations, may you walk in beauty. Two thoughts separate but together allows to you to give and receive love with the ability to understand solidarity and the sacredness of life. This may be the center to remain when everything else in the empire tries to kill you or it. Did we really need gods to tell us about the sacrednesses of life? What's wrong with us? Remember who the Sith is. Remember what empire you live under. Wow. Ugh. And remember. Powerful. And so goodbye to goodbye. And we're saying hello, hello, come on through. We're putting forth that positive message. And in the words of the Red Road, translated from the Lakota that I'm on, that's given me 10 years or more of sobriety. Great spirit, whose voice I hear in the wind, whose breath gives life to the world, hear me. I come to you as one of your many children. I'm small, I'm weak, I need your strength and wisdom. May I walk in beauty. That's the beautiful beauty way. And as we say, to Kashala, all my relations. Here oh. we be, hey Richard, so glad to see you and have you coming through and hear that poem, which casts that wide net and finds that common thread. And here be my brothers, Drift. Here my be my brother Rainbow. Hey you two, give us a couple of songs, will you? Hey. Yeah, I certainly will, but I, I I just wanted to say it's okay. such a great privilege to um, be here and I wanna thank you, Val, and also Diamond Dave and um, it's been really beautiful. So uh gonna do a couple of songs and this one's called uh, Simple Words of Love. Is there anything that I can do To demonstrate to you This love that I feel inside Oh, must it be denied I feel you in my soul You know we could be whole it's like a bell that rings And it makes me wanna sing These simple words of love But you that I'm thinking of I feel you in my bloodstream And I sing
Well, I just don't know Which way the wind is gonna blow But if love can still be found But it might be out of town In which case I've got a fly Or I will simply die With this sorrow in my heart That is tearing me apart Oh, sister golden bird I'm giving you the word of love It's you that I'm thinking of I feel you in my bloodstream And I see you in my dream Oh sister golden bird Oh now sister Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is, this is uh, I'd like to uh, think that this song is for the uh, poor Dowden Trodden, and it's called Cry for Freedom. And here it goes. Well, he didn't want to play the game. So now he'll be in frame. Well, I couldn't mop up late I thought do and die I hear him crying out for freedom You know I'm talking about freedom Well, does anybody know Cops just want the power as human rights to go in But when they slap the cops on and this constitution didn't mean a fucking thing You know how Oh, 
talking about freedom. Oh! Jails are filled with the innocent On the taxpayers' money spent While murderers are running round Take all this democracy And now I hear her The sounds of freedom. That's right. The theme has emerged. The theme is emerging, right, as it does each and every week. Thank you right for now? playing. Thanks, Rainbow. Thanks, Drift. Thanks for having us. We love you guys. Love and now, as far as emerging, I got a couple guys here. 
who are going to exercise their right of free speech, which I don't know if we guarantee, but we certainly encourage around here. First, we have my brother DJ Ra and and, uh, and and Fernando Vince Ramos is back. Good to see you, Fernando. Let's start. Uh, man, Diamond Dave. Hey, that's who we be. That's who I be, as for sure. And a lot of these folks are going to be showing up in the library too. On the uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Rainbow's going to be playing at the library on the, on February second. Um, we got our friends uh, Trio Cambio. They're going to be playing there. Yeah. As well, closing the show, and they're going to be closing the at show, the, and then I'm going to do my uh, at the library, talk. and and then and then Dave's Dave's talk with my uh, with my son Ubi is going to be back backing me up on on uh, on, on bass guitar. Fantastic! Uh, like I just, I Fantastic. Guess, uh, then I'll be ready to leave the planet, but I'm not really ready yet. But anyway, so hey, and uh, Ravo, you've become a regular member of our collective, and you always bring in what's going on. So let us know what's going on. Yeah, that's great. The biggest thing is tomorrow. Um, there'll be a counter-protest for the Walk for Life West Coast. This really needs people, so I'll explain it. Walk for Life is these anti-abortion zealots who have decided, they decided over a decade ago to descend on San Francisco, which they described dubiously as the most pro-abortion city, pro-reproductive rights city in the country, and they were going to break it down. At first, <laughs> yeah, people, are, people are excited about that. Uh, yeah, but this out there. have always said, this is the city <laughs> of sin, and, and, and let's send people here, because if we can save it here, we can save anybody. And that's, uh, that's uh, Good part luck. and parcel of how we're about. Take it away, Rob. But to explain what I meant, this is obviously a contentious issue on both sides, but in this fight here, it's not it's not at all a 50-50 split. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these religious zealots come in. I've, I've gone in their crowd. I've taped them. I've covered it for years. I've been part of the women's movement. Um, even came out of my sickbed one year to um, do this. And, you know, I could, I could give information for a couple of hours. But to <laughs> summarize, um, at first, the first year or so, there was active opposition to this kind of thing. And the opposition has absolutely eroded away over the years. The um, radical anti-capitalist women's groups got marginalized by both sides, the religious right and also bias. The mainstream abortion providers, NARAL, um, Planned Parenthood, put a chilling effect on fighting the right in the street. Um, you know, chilling effect on all their workers, went after people. Politicians like Kamala Harris, a few other ones, came out for one year and then saw it wasn't politically popular left. The city administrations have been biased in the permitting process towards them since they always got the permit, even when the counter-protesters um, applied for it first. The police protect them, and the police haven't been brutal to the counter-protesters, but absolutely biased and um, horrible. And it's come down to the fact that there's just been a very small number of people, maybe 100 or 200 voracious counter-protests against these zombies. And they're not all a bunch of crazed right-wing extremists. They're a cross-section of Americans, including the biggest 
portion growing of this are young college student age, age students of multiple races that are getting indoctrinated on campus. But the protest is not just to get a counter message in the press. The small and voracious protests have been also have been also stopping this movement from going further and recruiting and doing other things. So for anyone who wants to show up as an individual, show up at Powell and Market Street anytime between about 1.30 and 2.30, and there'll be loud chants, signs, everything else. Go to it. We need some support for this. And that's tomorrow, Saturday? Tomorrow, Saturday. Powell and Market, 1.30, 2.30. All right. Good to know. Yeah, I remember a couple of years back uh, when they had the, uh, this, I don't know if it was Walk for it was. I guess it was Walk for Life, who had put the the banners and signs around town uh, yes. that were that were showcasing, you know, uh, like like horrendous uh, abortion stories and pictures and things like that. Um, and it was really contentious in San Francisco because they were so offensive <laughs> to, to most people who were who were encountering them. Racist and sexist to Latino women and black women, um, stigmatizing them as being not intelligent enough to do their own thing and the government needed to crack down on them. It was, it was horrid, yeah. All right. But get out there. That's what you, they get out there. Let folks know. Let it be a, the hubbub in the streets. Yeah, that's for sure. Hubbub. Hubbub in the streets. How's that? Hey, Fernando. Hey, we have is Fernando, and we're gonna we're about to wind up, and so Blood Flower. I believe you're gonna take us out. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well, yeah, with with James. With James. Conrad, okay, yeah. the two of you so, get up there, get so, ready to roll. Yeah, but after Fernando, I'm going to play a little bit of music so I can idea. get that. Uh, so I'm going to hook up that microphone for the piano. Perfect. So uh, so we're good to go. Fernando, okay. welcome back. Uh, greetings and hello. Yes, my name is Fernando Vince Ramos. And uh, at this particular time in this contemporary life, uh, what I want to share is something called uh, safety and safety issues. Uh, right now, this safety issue comes from uh, the desk of Mr. George Lester Jackson. What that safety issue means is, right now, across the world, people are being hurt and killed by fanatical people with guns. In our wonderful America, people are being shot and killed. There's a lot of uh, lessons that need to be learned on safety issues per se. One of the most important things in all criminal activity, all crime has a point person. That point person makes sure the crime goes down or does not go down. In our contemporary societies, there are no point people to make sure things do not happen. At any function you have, if you do not have point people, you're relying on others to keep your people safe. All criminals understand the importance of a point person. How many criminals are out there in the world? We have to look for ourselves, understand for ourselves. Safety awareness. Safety awareness means, huh, scratch our heads and think, who wants safety? Not them, not those oppressors who say you have to get a permit just to even walk and protest. No, no. We must protect ourselves by understanding ourselves. You could go to any school and stand around and make sure, hey, that's a strange person. Why is that person there? When you're connected to communities... When you know how to keep your community safe, you will do the appropriate work possible. This is just a suggestion for everyone who could hear this. Point people. 
Wherever you are, you sit and you watch. You make sure those things don't happen. You be the real life life hero. You be the one to stop 95% of those people from being hurt and killed. You be the point person, real life life hero. Not a cop, not a fireman. You, 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 all you people out there, oh, what could I do? What could I do? Be a point person for the positive, for the good. They have something called cop watch because those cops got to be watched. So same thing for our, our functions, our movie houses, our schools, our f- functions. We got to pay attention because these people, these oppressors who set all these rules and regulations against us do not care. We must care for ourselves. From George Lester Jackson on safety, if you have a function, have your own point, people, to make sure everything goes safely. In other words, we have each other's, each other's backs. My name is Fernando Vitzarevos. Thank you very much. Thank you, Fernando. That's right. We're looking out. Looking out. Thanks for looking out for and, everybody around And that's here. called Shanasina and the Rainbow Gathering, which is, uh, comes from the Sanskrit uh, the, for this, from the Sanskrit, uh, which is, uh, which was what Gandhi called Shanasina, which means the Peace Army, and who's in the Peace Army? All of us. That's right. I agree, Fernando. And That's Fernando, right. we could be seen tonight at seven uh, at seven o'clock at uh, Martin DePoris, where they're having their open mic. That's right. There's seven to nine. Seven to nine, their open mic. He'll be there. There'll be food for the body, mind, and spirit. And well, uh, we got. Uh, I'm going to w- set up a microphone for the piano, and you're going to you're going to read a little uh, hafiz while I do that. Do you have something to read go, because we're about to wind up. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, we got James. Go ahead. I'm going to write this. This is hafiz. I'm doing just that. All right. This is from hafiz from the 15th century, a dervish, which means the doorway between the two worlds in Farsi. Sufi, here's the poem. Gobbling, the sugar of dawn sleep. Both human beings and spirits take their sustenance from the existence of love. The practice of devotion is a good way to arrive at happiness in both worlds. That's the world within and the world without. Because you aren't worthy of the side glance of the darling, don't try for unity. Look directly into Jesseed's cup. Into Jesseed's cup doesn't work for the blind. But make an effort, Mr. Lordly Person. Don't miss out on your share of love. No one buys a slave if he hasn't a single, single accomplishment. No one buys a slave a single in grace instead accomplishment and grace or our art. How long will you gobble down the wine of sunrise and the sugar of dawn sleep? Ask for forgiveness in the middle of the night and cry when dawn comes. Come, and with the funds provided by your beauty, buy the kingdom from us. Don't let this deal slip away. You will regret it if you do. The prayers of the people who live in the corners keep disaster away. Why help them? Why help them with a single glance of your corner eye? Both union with you and separation from you confuse me. What can I do? You are not present, nor are you utterly absent from my sight. A thousand holy souls have been burned up by this jealousy, and every dawn and dusk you are the candle that's lit from the center of a different group. So every, since every bit of news I hear opens a different door to bewilderment, to bewilderment, 
From now, bewilderment. From now on, I'll take the road of drunkenness and the path of knowing nothing. Come, come. The condition of the world as I see it is such that if you checked up on it, you'd sip raw wine rather than your old familiar grief. Because of the good offices of Hafiz, we can still hope that on some moonlight light, moonlight night, we'll be able to enjoy our love conversation once more. Well, we can still hope, we can still come together. Hey Val, hey you people out there, we have enough hope to come to you, come each and every week and put this out together, put this out together, and it, am I right, the spirit just brings us together in a good way, hey Val? Absolutely, it's a lovely way to come together every week here at Mutiny Radio. And start our week by saying Shabbat Shalom, this be the start of our week for sure. Hey James. Yeah. You ready? Hey, Bloodflower, on the piano. Take it away, guys. Okay, my name is James Conrad. And as soon as I can get this thing to, uh, things coming on screw here. We do have a few screws loose around here. (laughs) I'm kidding. Anyway, about to read for you. Hey, Bloodflower, can you give us something a little darker? Bloodflower. Darker, please? Darker. There we go, that's more like it. More black keys. Okay, my name is James Conner and I got my book here. Uh, Zuno Cleans House. Available from Amazon.com. And now this is episode 52. Just before dawn, on June 12, 2011, Wilson Than, who had spent the evening smoking marijuana and watching videos on his computer, was walking home from the 7-Eleven on Almond and Expressway after having bought a pack of cigarettes, a burrito, and a soda. At 2.35, as he was walking past 2395 Lansford Avenue, He was startled by a sudden flash of heat and light and a loud thundering boom. Before he had any time to react, the force of the explosion knocked him off his feet, causing him to scrape a knee and an elbow on the pavement. After he blinked a few times and took a couple deep breaths to return to his senses, he picked himself up from the ground, turned to his right and saw the blazing house. Gasping with panicked astonishment, he dug his cell phone from his pocket and dialed 911. Thank you, and tune in next week for episode 54 of Z- 53. Sorry, episode 53 of Zordo Clean's House. Oh man, getting exciting. It's been an exciting story the whole way. Zordo Clean's House. Now we know how Zordo Clean's House. <clears throat> he blows it up. <laughs> James Conrad, you are a dark, sinister man. Um, <laughs> yeah, happy, happy for you to be here and uh, read. And thank you, Bloodflower, for playing. And uh, and what's coming up, Dave? Is there something else coming up? Oh, right. Yeah, the happy hour open mic is next here at uh, Mutiny Radio. And check out the comedy festival that's happening in March. Go to mutinyradio.fm. Support our station so we can keep spreading uh, the word and the love around the planet on the internet. 
So thank you, Bloodflower, for, for continuing to play. I'm going to read us a poem. You cannot take what is given freely. The speech from my lips, utterances of understood truths and intelligent intrigue, go down the rabbit hole and connect with me. In an obscure corridor, let us find the latch. Light a match and illuminate dusty volumes of vast and informed existence. Resistance, persistence. That we engage in a deliberate endeavor to uncover the core of criminal corruption as a constitution of collective individuals cooperating, not incorporating, sharing, not indebting or enslaving, as human beings caring for the welfare of ourselves and all who would do no harm, to all who would disarm and embrace, celebrate peace and pass it on. I'm Global Val. Thanks for listening. Another good theme for today. Celebrate peace and pass it on. That's right, Dave. So thank you, everybody, for coming through and being part of today's Common Thread Collective. It's been a great show. Uh, thanks to the folks who actually came and, and dropped off hot food. We all got to eat, uh, which is pretty nice for sure. And... Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's see. Who is here today? The Blood Flower, of course. Earlier he opened the show on his melodica. And he's ending it on the piano. Always great to have uh, the musical score of the show. Um, thanks, Dave, for reading all that Hafiz. Uh, thanks, Richard, for bringing in the Lord Buckley and for um, all your work here. And uh, we're all looking forward to February 2nd at the Caret Auditorium. And, of course, we're looking forward to uh, everybody coming through here at Mutiny Radio next week to kick off that weekend of, um, of celebrations of Dave, who remains on the planet and uh, I'm sure will, will be with us for a long time to come. Um, Howard came in. Uh, if you want to support Donovan Reed, that bike messenger who uh, got assaulted by police and now he has suffered serious knee injuries, you can help uh, contribute and help him out at rally.org slash sfpedal, P-E-D-E-L-D-A-L, rather. And the, the SF Writers Group will be there at, uh, at Alley Cat Books tomorrow um, with the author, uh, featuring the author of um, West of Kabul, East of New York. So that's tomorrow, Saturday the 23rd at 3 p.m. at Alley Cat Books. Um, thanks to the White Buffalo Nation for calling in from uh, Colorado, I think. And, uh, and from Nevada, rather. That's right. Uh, thanks, Rainbow and Drift, for playing your music. And uh, DJ Rubble for bringing in the news. For thanks for Nando for coming back and uh, letting us reminding us how we can keep our community safe. Get those point people out there. Be a point person. Look out for everybody. And uh, thanks James Conrad for reading and telling us how exactly Zerdo does clean house in episode 52 of Zerdo Cleans House. And I'm happy every week here to be able to read some poetry and, and have Bloodflower play. It's a real, real, real privilege, real honor. And please do come down and check out Mutiny Radio. Come be here uh, in person and see this amazing art show, uh, The Labor Heroes, um, and learn, learn about these people who we don't often hear about in our history, history. And, uh, and also an upcoming event, one announcement. There's a, speaking of free speech, uh, Pussy Riot. Oh, 
the crew of uh, ladies who were uh, arrested for for mocking uh, Putin and singing and dancing around in a church, um, who were arrested and, and jailed for hooliganism um, a couple years back. They're going to be here in San Francisco in conversation with Zarina Zabrinsky, a local poet and artist. That's going to be at the Warfield on February 10th, so that you can get tickets for that. Yeah, Dave. I'm going to do my best. I believe I'm familiar with uh, that sister who's going to be. Yeah, you know Zarina, yeah. And I believe we should bring her in right here to sit in that chair and when and uh, there's the stuff we can take in from so i'd love to have uh it would be a hard, oh my a hard God, stream to have uh, have uh, the right here they're working for prisoners all over the planet now they're in a planetary lab talking about pussy riot but let's try to get that sister to sit right here in this yeah, chair. yeah let's get serena in here that'd be one great one of the fridays before they're coming to town that'd be awesome well, that'd be awesome let's put it out there we already have so thanks everybody for being here. Uh, thanks Marco Harps for uh, for coming in and playing Uncle Scam. Uh, I think it fits right into this little labor labor and, and listen to the labor of love um, labor and love show here at Mutiny Radio on Saturday mornings. And with next the week bee. we have Peskin. Uh, yeah, next Friday here. Peskin, he's gonna. I think he's gonna call in. He's busy. Yeah, but he's gonna call Aaron in Peskin, at three fifteen Friday, right here. Yeah, we're gonna get some stories from him. Hell yeah! From the end. From the oh maybe so, well it's, that's your job there Richard you'll get get him in on that. All right sounds good, sounds good. Well we love you guys so and, and girls and everybody in all walks of life all around the planet. Um, we're so happy to be here. Thanks for listening. I'm Global Val Diamond Dave. Right on everybody. Until next week. Peace and of course universal love to change the uh, planetary. Uh, uh, energy field so that everybody's okay and nobody dies hey for more and violence none of that stuff we're all about the good and we can do it have responsibilities to take care of the living natural world the mother takes care of us provides all we have if we do not care for her she cannot care for us have thoughts and can act on these thoughts. How the human beings think affects all the living things. Human beings are caretakers to take care of Mother Earth, protect her with good thought. We are all children of Earth. children of earth, kids, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, grandfathers, we are all children of earth. The earth is our mother. Mother earth is for all of us.
cosmos of temptation's leanings. All that went down had many meanings. She saw some light hidden behind the dark. In rivers of loneliness, anger left its mark. Many of life's chapters, written by wrongdoing men. Gambling to win, her desperation not to lose again. A woman holds remnants of girl child's goals, wandering through dimensions of wandering souls. Much more pain than glory as her story unfolds. The reality is the illusion keeps playing roles. Late nights, sleeping dreams, still coming back. A mind with the blues, wearing morning black. Suppression memory, reflection self-worth. There's a noisy closet behind a locked door filled with a past that can't take anymore. Searching for the key to let her run free. Life beyond the image, see another reality. In love with a man so slow to learn. Standing her ground, no more cheeks to turn. Cages were built by what's been done. This sister, a prisoner living under the gun. Standing accused, she cries, that's not me. I'm a real person, why, why won't you see? Needing the peace she's searching for Worn down from those days at war With private truths she wants to tell But she doesn't want to be put through hell When she finds a love that can understand She'll be free Having found a promised land Cosmos of temptations leaning, all that went down had many meanings. She saw some light hidden behind the dark, and rivers of loneliness, anger left its mark. Many of life's chapters written by wrongdoing men, gambling to win her desperation not to lose again. Girl now all grown up The golden chalice turns to a teflon cup 
the gun. I saw my brother on the run, living the little time he had, but progress was just too much, more than he really wanted or needed. Society of lies repeated daily by the same faces, denying balance the lies became truth. What's the difference in dead and living alive? I saw my brother in a needle. I saw my brother face the gun. I saw my brother love the wrong one. Looking for love a long time gone. Alone in relationships. He couldn't communicate sorrow felt in each lie told. Finally, choosing exile over madness. I saw my brother shooting pain. I saw my brother in a needle. I saw my brother in a needle. I saw my brother face the gun. I saw my brother back in laughing time. With every morning a brand new day. Childhood drawn out, stretching to now, until one day every day became the same. 
my brother in a needle. I saw my brother face the gun. I saw my brother on the run. talking about uh, cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MuniRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 
2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 